Cubs start off the homestand with the win. We talk about that and a whole lot more right now. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Please support the show and be a part of our community here by following on your preferred audio platform. And you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you at all things Cubs. Today's Wednesday episode is presented by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with Game Time. We come bearing good news as the Cubs defeat the Pirates 11-3 Tuesday as the Northsiders begin a six-game homestand. Cubs got 11 runs on 14 hits, including... Six hits of the infield variety. Ian Happ got the scoring going with a three-run homer in the first. Matt Mervis had a go-ahead single in the bottom of the sixth. And the Northsiders tacked on four more runs in the bottom of the seventh, highlighted by a two-out, two-RBI single from Jan Gomes. And then Chris Morrell finished the scoring with a two-run homer of his own in the bottom of the eighth. Jamison Tyone went six innings, and then it went Merriweather to Leiter to K. A lot of news on this Tuesday, Sam, and a Cubs win. We're going to get to it all. Thoughts on this game? Very nice win. Must win. Um, very good stuff. I, I'll start with Hap. You know, he just missed a couple balls on Sunday in San Fran, and I think I, I even might have tweeted it out, but – at least in my head, I was like, all right, he's getting closer. Um, right. And and he got into that one in the first inning, which was big because they were down at that point. Hopefully yeah. his his calf or whatever's uh bothering him is fine. We'll probably get a if you're if you're listening to audio, I'm about to put quotes up, an update on him. Yeah, he's got a possible that, injury. Yeah, I don't you know, it's just with these guys and the way they report injuries. There's no even point to, to to report what they say at this point. Well, they avoid yeah. information. We're going to get to that later. Yeah, but uh, good to see him get into a ball. Hopefully, he could gut through it and hang in there. Also, Horner got hit by a pitch yeah, um, on his hand, so it was a weird game. But, yeah, you said it. It was about contact today. Um, I, I think the Cubs deserved a game like this with a lot of infield hits and some good luck offensively because they have had some bad luck lately with some hard-hit balls, and that was nice to see. I thought the biggest hit of this game – uh, was by Matt Mervis, and yeah, totally. it, it was a really good at bat. Uh, it was a 3-3 game, and keep in mind, the inning prior, the Cubs had two on, no out with Talkman and Horner, their top two guys coming up, and didn't score a run, and then Babe Sawinski uh, hit, <laughs> hit, hit, hit his second nice. home run. You know, if I have to hear that he's a Chicago native, you know, I don't, I don't care, okay? He just hits homers against the Cubs. I don't care where he's from. It doesn't make it any better. Um, he ties the game. It feels like you lost momentum there. 
And uh, you had runners on the corners, one out. He works a 3-1 count, and I loved it because he wasn't looking to take the base on balls. He was looking to drive the run in. He got a hittable pitch. He hit it really hard. Imagine and I thought that. that was – yeah, that was a really uh, big hit in this game. And then the rest of the, the the key parts of the game really came off a hit-by-pitch to Hap, um, a botched by the, the Pirates pitcher, and then a, a Gomes broke it open with a blue pit. But it was good. And I thought – progress for Tyone. I I think that's what I would come out and say progress. I mean, he's still, there's this theme the last couple years with Cubs pitchers. Alzali last season as a starter, Wesneski this year, Tyone, this inability to get out lefty slug. Um, And and last year, Tyone did it with the Yankees at a very fine clip. And this, this year, I mean, Boog said it that, the, the lefties against Jamison Tyone are Hall of Famers. I mean, they're crushing them. And uh, Sawinski, uh, uh, Otani got Wisniewski. Peterson twice got Wisniewski. And Sawinski twice uh, today gets uh, Tyone. So it's just they got to figure out a way to neutralize those guys. It's not the cutter. I don't know if it's the changeup. It would be nice if Tom, uh, Tommy Hadovy could come in and, and say something. But overall, very nice win today. Two more, Matthew. Two more you got to get. Two and more. then we ha- and then we have a conversation. Two more, and we have a conversation. Not one tomorrow and a close loss Thursday, because then you only gain one game on Pittsburgh. Right. Two more. <laughs> Two more Sorry. games. No, I don't know what you're laughing at. Well, because your cadence is funny. It's and I would just funny. like to see Ross go into the clubhouse today and say, <laughs> "Fellas, fellas, two more to get. You sweep this. You'd team like or- to see that." Remember, you play Baltimore this weekend. That's tough. And then you go straight to Pittsburgh. If you could win four, even five out of these six games against Pittsburgh, at least you throw your hat. You throw your you throw your hat back into the ring. <laughs> you stop trying not to laugh, man. You throw your hat in the ring. I got yeah, it. No, because they're like six and a half is like whatever. You right. know, I like to get in that three, four range. And then at least we're playing relevant baseball. And I enjoy relevant baseball. Two more. Well, and if they win two more, I don't know if I'm going to let you back in. I'll, no, and, well, and we're going to decide. I'm going to decide that. No, and I don't know if I'm going to be back in, but oh. it's worth it's worth a discussion. Sounds good, dude. It's worth a discussion, and I I I agree with you. Yeah. And Jamison Tyone, he I, I he really labors. It's it's hard to watch. <laughs> Yeah, no. He's difficult to watch pitch because he only gave up three runs. It they were all single today. run scoring. Two of them were solo shots by Chicago native Jack Sawinski. <laughs> uh, one of them was in a driving rainstorm. It looked like we had to maybe build an arc at one stage of this ball game. Yeah, uh, but they got through it. A delayed start, by the way. We weren't even sure they were going to get this one in. They did, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he actually missed some bats a little bit, especially early. You know, a couple couple long innings there, a couple short innings. Merriweather was electric, uh, lighter recovered, and then Anthony Kay made his debut. Yeah, there was I, four bunt situations that were odd to me in Tuesday's uh, game. Uh, uh, Horner didn't get it down. Barnhart didn't get it down, although he ended up singling bottom six. He, he had two hits today. It's two more than he's had in the last six months. <laughs> Talkman. Uh, did not bunt in the bottom of the sixth as well after Barnhart ended up singling. So first and second, no outs. He flies out, then Horner one batter later, grounds into a double play. One pitch and later. And then Miles Mastroboni, 
who got recalled before Tuesday's action. Uh, Brandon Hughes went to the IL. We'll get to roster moves next segment. Not only did Miles Mastroboni show up to Wrigley to, at 2.30 p.m. Central today. So, yeah, he's on the roster. Maybe it's like a week or something like that. No! He's in the starting lineup and had a awful game punctuated by him getting hit by a ground ball as a base runner. And for those that don't know, if you get hit by a bad ball, you're out. And it's a base hit. Okay, so what the heck? Um, also didn't like Mancini for Mervis, Sam, bottom seven. Yeah. I just uh, – what – again – what do you see? I I can give you every stat in the binder that they have in that stupid dugout. But what have you seen from Mancini to elicit a pinch hit appearance? Mervis just had perhaps his best at bat of the year, the frame prior. That's what have you like. seen from Mastroboni that he should even be recalled over Velasquez or Jared Young, who's on fire? Or, or other, Jonathan Perlazzo, who's been on fire down there. Much less a start. The roster is one thing, and then he starts. And then to insult everybody, he's the designated hitter. He only hits, which he can't do. Um, so just wanted to get that out there. But a really nice win for this club. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> can I just say one thing? I have nothing yeah. to add. The Mervis thing bothered me because it was already 6-3 at that point. And it has been obvious that he is dealing with some confidence issues, right? Yes. It's been mentioned. He just gets a huge hit. Huge. And now he has a chance to get another huge hit and really feel good about himself and you yank him. That's poor managing. Yes, I know the book would say go to Mancini there, and maybe if the game's tied, I would say okay. But you already have a three-run cushion. He's coming off a great A-B. It's not like Zistrisny is this overpowering lefty. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I tweeted it out right before the at-bat. I was disappointed he didn't get that chance because what if he hits a grand slam there and his whole his whole mindset changed? You know how baseball, it's a mental game. And yeah. I thought he... I thought he earned that at bat by his at bat last time, and he needs some confidence. And by the way, if they face Rich Hill on Wednesday, he probably won't play. So right. it's like it would have been really nice to see him get that plate appearance. Yeah, which I understand opening the game, he's probably not going to start against lefties. But no, this this was a, a great example of a game that was an awesome eleven three win, and and it's it's an example of how important players are because Ross did not manage a good baseball game today. The lineup was awful, and 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 a couple other situations weren't good, but it didn't matter because you scored eleven runs, and sometimes your baseball team has to score eleven runs. Yeah, and it was good to see them break out like that. Drew Smiley goes Wednesday. Marcus Stroman goes Thursday. So you feel good about that. Your two best. The, the Pirates are going to throw Rich Hill, uh, who's 43. And then on the opposite end of that, they're going to throw Oswaldo Vito, who's making his major league debut. Uh, they're, they haven't the, – the Bucks haven't decided what order those guys are going to go in. So it's going to be one of those two either game. Uh, so you feel good. One, a veteran lefty. The Cubs have destroyed lefties, especially ones that are more soft throwers. And uh, you respect Rich Hill, but definitely a, a highly winnable matchup. And then you face a guy who's making his major league debut. So it, it's there. 
it's there for the taking, and uh, they got to go game by game. Yep, and you got with that with Steele being hurt, your two best guys going. Cody Bellinger began a rehab assignment on Tuesday. We're going to tell you about that. Uh, explain a twist to that announcement as well, and then uh, get to the other roster moves as well. We do that coming up next. Today's episode is presented by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Five games remaining on this Cubs homestand, and you could catch one of these games with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, creating an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with Game Time. The Cubs play the Pirates at 7.05 p.m. Central Wednesday, and you can listen to every pitch with the Cubs' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. On the SXM app, search Cubs or tune into Channel 844 and catch the Cubs all season long on SiriusXM. Cody Bellinger began a rehab assignment Tuesday at AAA Iowa. He did report to Sloan Park in Mesa initially. Megan Montemurro reported that Bellinger went there initially for mainly base running purposes that you could do out on an island, uh, sliding into bases, going to first to third second to home, things like that. Uh, But he did report to an affiliate pretty quickly. But the twist is that he batted third on Tuesday. And wait for it, he played first base. Manager David Ross told reporters that Bellinger is playing first base because it's easier on his knee. And and there's two ands here because Mike Talkman is playing well and because first base production is lacking. So it's clear to me, Sam, that Bellinger, while returning soon, okay, imminent return, maybe as soon as Friday, okay, he's playable. However, he's severely limited in that it looks like he's not going to play the outfield very much. Yeah, it's a weird one. I, I, I argue with a lot of people on Twitter about this because a lot of people are under the impression that Talkman is playing well, which he is, and that, and therefore, he gets to stay in center versus Cody Bellinger. And that, if no. Cody Bellinger is 100% healthy, that doesn't make sense because you could still fit Mike Talkman in the lineup as a DH or, or spelling one of the corner outfielders and have, you know, one of your better defensive center and one of the better defensive center fielders in baseball playing center field. And, and Boog started to do the Cubs rhetoric today. He's like, you know, he's a great first baseman and he's a great, it doesn't matter. He was signed because the Cubs haven't had a respectable defensive center fielder metric-wise that could also at least hang in there offensively since Dexter Fowler. I say that because some people say Albert Elmore was a great defensive center fielder. He made a lot of highlight plays, but the metrics actually say he wasn't great there. But whatever. Um, Jed Hoyer has made it obvious during many statements saying, hey, he's there for his defense. If if he could also hit, that's a huge bonus. So why would you kick off a guy that's there for his defense? The the point I'm trying to make is this. The drop-off from Talkman to Bellinger 
is so high at a premium position, just defensively, in my opinion, that it's not worth the increase at a non-premium position to somebody like Mervis to Bellinger at first. That makes sense? Yeah. And so I just don't think that's it. I no. also think it would be a big mistake to send down Matt Mervis or take ABs away from him or make him a DH. Just just let him be for a little bit. Um, right. let, let him be for a little bit. He's not... He's he's struggling. There's no question about it. And he's struggling defensively, too. He he has a really hard time deciding when he should go for grounders and cover the bag, which happened again today. But it's not a big enough deal to take Cody Bellinger away from center field unless he's hampered. So, yes, I agree with you. Um, I, I think he's probably slightly hurt. But then again, if he's slightly hurt, how is he going to run the bases? It's It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. I just... Maybe I'm undervaluing Talkman as a center fielder. He he started off really good. He made one of the catches of the year on Saturday, but in between then he had some real struggles. Um, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, uh, on an everyday basis, it would be confusing that Bellinger would make a full time switch to first because and he's yeah, clearly and, the best outfielder. And it really diminishes his trade value. A lot of people are under the yeah. impression, hey, maybe the Cubs will resign him at first base. Cody Bellinger gets to decide where he goes. Right, so free to go wherever uh, he wants. The the Matt, I hope people understand the positions really define the money that you get in the open market. Cody Bellinger, the first baseman, versus Cody Bellinger, the center fielder. We're talking about a difference in like probably close to ten million dollars a yeah, year. It's a lot. So he's not going to resign for the Cubs to play first when another team says we need you in center. So right. that's not going to happen. So it, it's confusing. It's and yeah. we're gonna you know we're gonna get to it. It's a very confusing thing. My takeaway is probably they want to keep him off his feet a little bit, but they need his back desperately. And yada yada yada. He was at a one point five WAR when he went down, which is close to like a five WAR pace, which is outstanding. Jeez. And his offense, his offense had been regressing. A lot of that came from good defense. Yeah, and I I, I suppose it's in hindsight easy to say when it happened, but the Bellinger and Steel injuries just proved to be massive. Critical. Oh, um, him going to first has, in my mind, major roster implications uh, and playing time, I guess, more so. Yep. Uh, Talkman remains for sure on the team. Sure. Mervis's future, unfortunately, I think is uncertain, especially with Trey Mancini around. Oof. Otherwise, you go Morell and Mervis at DH, Talkman and Morell in center. You know, again, if Bellinger can't play there. And then I also think. As David Ross said on his interview, which we're going to get to next segment on 670 The Score on Tuesday, Nick Madrigal is going to get most, if not all, the starts at third. So this also puts Patrick Wisdom's future uncertain. Um, so in the next few days, you could see uh, some more conversation about this. We will certainly follow up, but... Uh, this definitely has a domino effect, and it's unfortunate that, again, as Sam is pointing out, your gold glove outfielder is not seemingly returning to the outfield. Am I overreacting, Matt, on Talkman, or was there not like four or five plays between the beginning and end of his time? There's at least a couple balls you let get by him in the hole. Well, there's some uh, ground balls. Yeah, in the gap, I mean. Um, bases. There was a drop ball. There was, it just, it, it seems yeah. obvious. Well, he Maybe. had a, a, a top catch on Saturday. Outside of that, he's been pedestrian. 
Yeah, at best. He's been very solid offensively. He's at best. And and by right. the way... Offensively, yeah. I, it's it's nice to watch him up there, but defensively... And, he's and by the way, well. Mike Talkman, just to get out my soapbox for one second, I know a lot of the analytic people are saying, you know, oh... Talkman isn't even hitting well. Just watch the game. I know he's not slugging. <laughs> Again, yeah. It, it, what do you his, see from Talkman? His at-bats have been more than competitive and fun. Yeah. So, so let's not go down that road. I know it's not you know, the greatest thing you've ever seen, but compared to the rest of this group, I mean, after today's game, his on-base percentage is 4-0-3. I know wow. the slug isn't great, but that – Getting on base at that clip plays, and I like that Ross actually put him in the leadoff. Oh. Did you get a massage chair? No, it's just I, I'm oh. so happy to see somebody that actually has on base skills in the leadoff sure. hall. Absolutely. And uh, other roster move before Tuesday's game. Brandon Hughes uh, makes oh. his uh, <laughs> next IL trip as he <laughs> deals with a knee injury. So again, Miles Mastroboni inexplicably recalled. Jeremiah Estrada sent down if you're throwing 57 straight fastballs. Uh, it's a made-up number, but you catch my drift. And Anthony K called up, left-handed reliever. K is uh, a southpaw and his pitch ball recently at AAA. Iowa closed uh, Tuesday's game uh, up eight there in the ninth. Yeah, uh, just real quick, no question a major issue with Hughes and Estrada. We, we mentioned that on yesterday's yeah. show, and uh, – it's not their good. tribe has spoken. Yeah, it's not good. So, yeah, not sure if you'll see them again this campaign. I think you'll see Estrada. Right. Yeah, it was probably a little bit of a bold statement from me. Yeah. But, all right, coming up next, David Ross with his weekly radio hit. Again, furthering the Cubs' strangeness and addressing personnel uh, matters. And we get to that coming up next. We're back here on Locked On Cubs. David Ross made his weekly appearance on 670 The Score, the Cubs flagship radio station on Tuesday. And there was quite a bit of awkwardness, especially early in the interview. Ross is on with Bernstein and Holmes almost every week, sometimes every other week, depending on schedule. And they asked Ross about Seiya Suzuki, who missed two games over the weekend. And Ross would not answer the question as the Cubs continue to act uh, at minimum in a strange manner regarding personnel uh, decisions. And they didn't have to do that during that interview. Ross didn't because Suzuki returned Tuesday. Uh, he not only returned, but he started. He played the whole game. Uh, the interview was at noon and the lineup was released at 3.30. So you're not saving time by hiding the answer regarding Suzuki's status. Um, and Sam, I guess I understand you may not want to explicitly say what it is that put him out for two ball games, but you can clear up if the guy is available or not. So let's listen to this 55 second clip here uh, and then react. Uh, definitely some awkwardness here. How is Seiya Suzuki and what is he actually dealing with? Uh, I would have told the other media if I was going to tell you. <laughs> uh, he's just got some stuff that's taken a little while. Uh, just precautionary stuff. We'll see how he checks out and, uh, and we'll go from there. So it's more than one thing? Uh, I didn't. I, I, why would I allude to that? 
I, I just when you said just some things or some stuff, I just wanted to make sure if it's singular or plural. Um, just trying to keep it general. Yeah, just trying to keep it general. Like he doesn't. I don't think anybody wants to really um, give away any kind of competitive advantage for other teams and and what what things uh, how teams might uh, try to handle knowing certain injuries. So sometimes we just try to be really vague and just you know it's nothing really serious that we're concerned about. Um, we'll see how he presents today and and you know go uh, go from there. <laughs> so what did you hear from that? That was so weird. I understand that. <laughs> oh, I can't. Why'd you share that, man? It ruined my night. Wasn't that so strange? Matt, what? You know what it reminded me of? And Matt then he Matt. laughs about it. Let's just hold on. Let's hear that. Just, I'll, I'll pause it after the first part. How is Seiya Suzuki, and what is he actually dealing with? Uh, I would have told the other media if I was going to tell you. <laughs> uh, like, what's... You know, I had to isolate that laugh. We're going to use it now on this show. <laughs> like, what's 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 with that laugh, <laughs> Sarah? I need something to help me sleep today. <laughs> like, what's with that? Um, they just avoid everything. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, what what sort of competitive advantage do you have by? Not saying what the guy is dealing with and then putting him in the line. Like, okay, let's say, like, what what would be like? Oh, he has a wrist injury, so don't pitch him inside. What what injury in baseball by the other team knowing it gives them a competitive a- advantage? That's my question. It's not football, of course. It's obvious somebody could hit you there. Basketball, somebody could hit you there. Baseball is not a contact sport. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, the competitive advantage thing seems strange. It reminds me of Matt Nagy. Oh, wow. That's Who's, quite a comp. Who, who, by the way, is a much, much, much better coach than Ross. <laughs> but I won't go there. Right. And he's not very good either. Oh, boy. So, no, yeah, I, just wanted to expose that a, a bit. That's probably an exaggeration, folks. Sure. Uh, I'd like to give a, a, a quick shout-out before we wrap things up to my Denver Nuggets and five. Beautiful organization. Won the right way. Jokic is a class act. Glad they got the win. Congrats, Denver. <laughs> Shout out to the everydayers who are with us all five episodes throughout <laughs> the week. And you could be coming every day or by checking us out each and every weekday. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Lockdown Cubs on YouTube. And smash the like button for the algorithm, Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast and streaming on SiriusXM. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked on Cubs.